0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, good evening or morning or whichever time zone that you're currently in. Um, my name is Mystic Robert and I'm the host of the Stasia Square podcast. So, yeah, thank you guys for joining, for listening in once again, and um, yeah, I know that it's kind of been um, you know, we are fast approaching the days of election, so I just wanted to give a little bit um uh, for those that are stressed out or feeling anxious, have this anxiety, here's a little podcast that could, you know, chill and because we need some good chill positive vibes vibes all up in this all up in this um uh, this funky um yeah, this funky little corner that we, that I have over here, even though it's a closet but still. Same thing, it counts. So anyways, um So, for this podcast, I do have a returning guest with me, um, you may be, you may recognize her from this really old, um, episode that, um, we did about two years ago, but she is back, and we're just gonna catch up and keep up to date, and, yeah, so, we're just gonna play a little game of catch up, um, you know, as really good friends, so, um, for those that, um, you know, you may already know her, but I'm just gonna go, come right out and just give her a little introduction here, so allow me to present up to this little imaginary stage here. I'm bringing back Miss Madeline. So thank you so much for joining me here once again on this fine evening. So yeah, how are you doing?
1: Hey, um, I'm doing all right. Um, I think I already told you I just started a new job. Um, and I mean, you know, I know it's pandemic times. So, you know, everyone's struggling a little bit at least, but um, all things considered, I think I'm doing all right. So I, I can't complain.
0: Yeah, yeah, and congrats on your new job, because I do have questions pertaining to that, so, um, but, yeah, I'm just really happy when I read the announcement, too, so, um, yeah, would you like to tell all the people out there who, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that I've already had you on before, but, um, for those that are still new to this, so, would you like to explain your introduction, what what does an average day consist of for you, um, projects that you've done roles and yeah all of this stuff so what have you been mostly doing so yeah um line of work that you've done since we last talked so yeah take it away
1: okay yeah um so hi i'm madeline um i'm a voice actor um i've mostly been doing stuff in the the indie scene online because that's where i can record remotely but as of this year it's been easier for people to record for um you know in studio gigs from home as well so that's been kind of cool um i don't think i'm really known for a lot but uh you can hear me in a short film on youtube called the acorn princess i do some additional voices for a video game called unavowed which is by wadget eye games which is a company that i love um you can hear me in paramedium 2 which is you know actually a really great game for halloween coming up this weekend uh, because it's about ghosts and uh just a few other things here and there um yeah, so that's that's probably sums me up. And then um, when I'm not doing voice acting stuff, I now currently work as a production assistant at Netflix Animation, and we're working on a feature film that has not been announced yet. So I can't <laughs> I can't say what it is yet, but I'm excited to say what it is once once we can talk about it.
0: Okay, yeah, that is pretty awesome. Awesome indeed. Um, you've still got a lot of NDA related stuff under your belt. Um, I guess that. That usually never changes in the industry, but yeah, we just want to keep things updated to keep things up to fresh. So, um, yeah, congrats once again. So, um, let's go with the Q and A's, uh, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. So, um, first question. So, when did you first start getting interested with what you're doing right now? Whether it's you know acting, v- like the voiceovers, animation, any, etc. So. Where or how did your creative roots first down from your earliest memories? We're going as far back as you could possibly remember.
1: <laughs> um, I mean definitely I think the start of it all was playing Pokemon Snap because uh, that was on the Nintendo 64 and it was a game my cousin had. And uh, before then I'd never played any video games, I hadn't seen Pokemon or anything. But then I was watching him play it and I was like, wow that looks like fun. And then from there I learned about Pokemon and I saw the anime. Um, and then from there, that's kind of how I got into like, uh, video games and fictional stuff and creative stuff. And, um, I guess throughout middle school, I was really into, um, I don't know if you've ever played Neopets, but I played a lot of that. So, um, I did a lot of like, uh, like writing role play stuff on Neopets, which got me into storytelling. Um, and in turn that got me into voice acting because I saw these people who were doing these voices for these games and these shows that I loved, and I was like, wow, I want to be part of that. I want to be in those worlds even for just like a little bit, and um, so then in high school I got my good old Samson C01U USB microphone, which is actually what I'm using tonight because my other mic doesn't like to cooperate with Discord, Um, and then I just started recording stuff from home, and I've just been doing that ever since, Um, and my equipment's upgraded a lot, and my skills have upgraded a lot, but uh you know that was that was kind of the trajectory of how it all began
0: yeah i mean like um everybody has to get their own start somewhere um whether they're starting off with um uh if they're doing this like you know as a hobby and working they're working their way up into the professional um you know going more professionally in the industry and um everybody's path the paths are completely different from one another um because how one person started is going to be completely different from how this other person, like, person X started on a different path than, like, you know, person Y. So, um, it's really fascinating when you look of you know, the origins and how people got started. And, yeah, everybody's path is, paths are completely different from one another. And that's the true beauty of it all. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so you mentioned that Pokemon, and also um, wow, Neopets. Jeez, you, you <laughs> I know really that's that's a name yeah.
1: most people haven't heard in a while. It's still kicking. The website's still going. I still log in and collect my interests sometimes. I, I'm I'm rich in Neopets, so uh, y'all better watch out because I may not be rich in person, but I I sure have a lot of Neopets money. So, um, but no, yeah, it's. I don't know it was just weird for me because I grew up in a really really uh rural area like on a farm basically and you know we didn't have a lot of resources like we didn't have um like we didn't have a local community theater that I could join well we did have a theater but it was like for adults um and we had a high school drama club but it was pretty it was pretty limited and they did their best for what they could um and I really enjoyed my time in drama club but it was like you know, I didn't get to do nearly as much acting as I wanted, so voice acting was a way for me to kind of take it upon myself and be like, okay, now I, you know, this is me finding a way to seek out this thing that I want to do and be able to do it on my own terms if I can't, you know, do the roles or the shows that I want to in, um, you know, from theater. So, yeah, it was. I, I, I th- and I think this is a thread you find a lot in voice acting, is it's sort of a thing... Like, people who are good at adapting end up getting into voice acting, whether it's like, oh, yeah, I, I couldn't find, I couldn't do what I wanted to do in this thing, so I moved over to voice acting, and now I'm getting to do what I want to do. Or, like, even just since COVID, people have been really great about upgrading their equipment and making it so they can record from home. So um, that's just sort of a trend I've been noticing recently, and I've kind of noticed it on my own path. when I was like, oh, yeah, I had to do some of that, too. Um, so, yeah.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, that's uh, that's really fascinating with, um, you know, how you mentioned that how people have been upgrading and, um, you know, people used to do, like, a lot of live shows, like theater, um, like on stage, and now they're transitioning over to voiceover because, well, theaters are closed and <laughs> everything is closing, which is so, which is terrible, which, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm hoping that things are, uh, I don't, I mean, next year might be, um, I might be a little too much of a stretch, but fingers crossed that hopefully things will pick up, you know, um, by um, towards the new year, hopefully. But um, yeah. 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 I'm just here's hoping and praying. So fingers crossed. Yes. Fingers crossed. Neopets, and I'm just just also thinking about like you know the Disney like the Club Penguin game and also like you know (laughs) Toontown. Yeah, that that's how That we're going way back to the early mid late 2000s.
1: The good old days. 2000s kids
0: (laughs) represent. Well, I'm actually a
1: late 90s kid, so I'm not quite there. But I I think I think when you're born in the late 90s, you sort of get a little bit of both the 90s kids stuff and the early 2000s kids stuff. So. You get the yeah. best of both worlds and Club Penguin is part of that. Man. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. I just I hadn't thought about Club Penguin in ages until you brought it up and now I'm wow, Club Penguin. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I still remember like, you know, the Game Boy, like advances and all of these other great games and yeah, all yeah. sorts of things from my childhood. VHSs, blockbusters. Um uh when what, <laughs> what else was there. Um oh yeah, Hollywood video. Yeah, we're going way back. But anyways, um Nostalgia gush over <laughs> so um yeah um and for all in your time of doing voiceover online um have you used like online aliases um just out of curiosity
1: <laughs> sorry w- uh, you cut out a little bit what was that you asked
0: yeah like online alias like have you used any online aliases for your time doing voiceover on the internet?
1: Oh man, I don't really remember my old usernames. And honestly, that's probably for the best because I'm sure I posted a lot of like really cringy stuff. Um, So yeah, I mean, like now I just go by my real name, which is kind of weird to think about because, you know, when you grow up, like when you're growing up, you're first told, oh man, the internet's scary. You got to use your, you got to use your, uh, like a fake name or something so they don't get any information about you. And now everyone, it seems like, goes by their their actual name online um even younger kids starting out which makes me wonder you know what's gonna happen later on if if like oh kids are just being dumb and cringy and then like they get older and they look back on it and that's all attached to their real name now (laughs) so um so yeah I I mean I just I just go by my name on social media now I I don't really have any other aliases I go by
0: yeah, that's fair. So, how did you first stumble across, um, websites like, you know, um, YouTube, um, BTVA, Voice Acting Club, Casting Call, and, yeah, how did you first get you started to voice acting online?
1: <laughs> I think, um, I think my young teenage brain got the genius idea to Google how to be a voice actor at home, because I was like, man, I want to do that, and then, of course, all these sites came up, um, and like, I don't know, it's it's funny that, it's just funny to me that like my first instinct was to Google this, but I didn't really have anyone else I could ask. I didn't have anyone else who was into acting as much who might know these kinds of things. So I, I sort of just stumbled upon it. And I think the first site I came across was actually Voice Acting Alliance. Um, I don't know if you ever used that back in the day, uh, but that was sort of the precursor to Voice Acting Club. Um,
0: I sadly and... never did. No.
1: <laughs> I started oh long
0: after it, you know, it just got boop. Then one day it just was like it vanished. It just disappeared off the face of yeah, like life. until I don't, VAC was resurrected. <laughs> Anyways. yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know the exact story. I know someone, someone knows what happened to VAA, but um, I just remember, yeah, that's that's how I started. Yeah. I the forums, you know, they have the audition postings, much like they do now for Voice Acting Club, but the difference was back then the original projects were way less popular. Everyone was into doing fan dubs and abridges and like none of them would take off. Like you, like you'd see like five different dubs for angel beats happening and then none of them would get made. And I felt like the the fan dubbing stuff was, um, whoops. Oh, there goes my, there goes my pop filter. Sorry. The fan dubbing stuff was what I felt like was more popular. But then these days, um, there's more knowledge now about how that infringes on copyright and how companies don't like that. So I see people steering away from that more and, uh, going to more original stuff, which is what I think is, I think that's awesome, because there's just a lot more of the original stuff out there now, but, um, but anyway, sorry to answer your question, I googled it, I found Voice Acting Alliance, and then the rest was history from there.
0: Yep, yep, right on. (laughs) That's pretty (laughs) much, that's same as, same with me, actually, because, um, I always wanted to do some you know, these wacky voices. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, I was j- just really that ki- that type of kid who is always like um I had a very, um, big imagination. I always loved to role play and play, you know, these cars and pretended like, you know, cause uh <laughs> I used to, mm-hmm. I don't know if I was into Transformers or the movie cars at the time, but yeah, it just kind of sparked my interest in like, hey, I like to roleplay a lot. Maybe I should be a, like a kid actor for like Disney Channel and Nickelodeon. The problem is, mm-hmm. um, I mean, at the time where I lived, it was Hollywood. That was quite a long drive and we didn't want to deal with, you know, the L.A. traffic and too I had no idea how to break into that industry. I'm like, no idea. <laughs> don't worry. So, I don't yeah. think most people do. <laughs> yeah. So I turned to voiceover. I'm like, oh, wait, people actually do this as a career and they get paid for this? Oh, sign me up. <laughs> so um, then I found out you could do it online. And I'm like, oh, yep. You know what? That's it. it it's over for me. I'm doing this right now after I grad- I finish homeschool and yeah, 2017 up to now, September last month, three years, and here I am now. So yeah, looked up how to be a voice actor, and literally, <laughs> you can just look it up. Like Deep Bradley Baker's well, resource, "I Want to Be a Voice Actor" dot com, great resource by the way. Just a well... self promo.
1: Sorry, what was that? It cut out.
0: Yeah, Deep Bradley Baker's "I Want to Be a Voice Actor" dot com, great resource. So check yeah. it out when you get the chance.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's what I love about voice acting, though, is that it's. Well, I guess in some ways it's not as accessible as other fields because now you have you sometimes have to get the more expensive equipment, especially right now because of COVID. Like, if you can't record from home, it's a bit of a struggle. But in general, I find, um, at least in casual spaces, it's a lot more accessible than some forms of acting because it's like, you know, you can just do it on your own time, on your own terms a lot when you're doing these indie gigs, um, which is something, whereas, like, other forms of acting like theater and stuff it's like oh you have to join the club you have to go to all the rehearsals and things and I love theater and I miss it and I wish I could do more of it but because I was from such a small town it's like well they I just didn't even have the option as much so that's why I was able to get into voice acting at all and so um I hope it continues to be a field that people can just kind of pick up like that and get into because I just think that's so valuable to be able to get into something and just have fun with it first before you you know need to get into all the nitty-gritty of it
0: yeah pretty solid advice so um this does um you know segue into my next question here so um Mm -hmm. how would you say that acting in theater or on stage so from your personal perspective how would you say that acting you know in theater is different from when you're performing in front of the microphone so what's more fun and what's more challenging personally from your perspective
1: oh geez um so, like, so so you're asking which one is more of a challenge and, you know, like, what are the some, some of the comparisons between
0: each? Yeah, the pros and cons, like, what's more fun and more challenging of doing um, acting up on stage and acting in front of the microphone for voiceover stuff?
1: Well let's see like I mean I like voice acting now just because um I'm more of an introvert so it appeals to me to just go behind a microphone and do stuff without having a whole room of people watching me Um, introverts
0: (laughs) represent
1: (laughs) but like but I I do think there's just something magical about seeing a person live on the stage doing something um like and, and I think like, like I feel like in voice acting, you get less of the little imperfections that you might see on stage. Because in voice acting, you just do as many takes as you need until it's perfect. But on on stage, like, that you'll always hear... Like, you can go to repeat performances and hear the differences between the way someone delivers a line or, like, if someone breathes a little differently when they say it. And that can... I feel like that can provide so much different meaning to it than just hearing it said the same way at any time you engage with it. So, in that sense, I do... Like, I don't know which one's more challenging because I I just feel like they're so different. They all have their different kinds of challenges. Like, I could say, oh, well, theater's more challenging because you have to go up there and be physical and actually move around the stage and remember... You have to remember all your lines because you don't have a script in front of you. You have to remember where to move. Uh, You have to remember when to come on. But then, like, you could say, well, voice acting's more challenging because most of the time you don't have your scene partner there to play off of and you can't express with your body. You have to do it all with your voice. And, you know, and then you have to deal constantly with the microphone and making sure it sounds good. So, you know, I just, I don't want to say one is more challenging than the other, just because I think they're so different that they should be considered differently. But um, it is kind of cool to think of the overlap sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Because um, I remember in all the times when I used to do, um, well, I'm not sure if I was ever really technically in a play, but I do remember, like, being up on the stage and... um, just, um, you know, you miss the audience, like, you know, their reactions and, um, you know, getting engaged with the audience and, um, yeah, and singing a choir and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, the whole stage experience I haven't really had since, um, I want to say, oh gosh, since I was in elementary pretty much. So mm-hmm. I'm, we're going like about a decade or so now. Um, and the voiceover is kind of like the, um, avenue that kind of led me to, um, great connections and meeting, talking to industry professionals and, um, seeing a lot, meeting a lot of great friends of mine who really want to see you succeed in the community. Yeah,
1: definitely. So, like, the community is uh, one of the yeah. best parts of it. Like, Yee. there's so many nice people. <laughs> so that's another, maybe that's another point for voiceover, but I, I guess I can't speak for theater because I don't know the community, the theater community that much, but. Me neither. Um, <laughs> I like, I like the voice acting people though. Most of them are pretty great, so.
0: Yeah, most of the time. I mean, there is still, like, you know, the... I mean, I'll ask a question to pertaining to, you know, the bad... Not the bad influences, but, like, you know, some troublesome individuals. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little while. But, yeah, it, the community is really wholesome and is really loving. And I just... I support and I love each and every single one of y'all very much. Even the guests that I've also had on my podcast. So, definitely check those out when you get the chance. So, any, anyways, next question upon first starting out and so looking at where you're at right now so um did you expect to get to where you are to be where um i mean i guess um landing all of these great gigs and being known having you know uh being a part of the online community over the last few years like did you expect to like really take off like this
1: i'm so sorry you're cutting out a little bit so i'm only catching bits of the question
0: like, did you, like, I'm just saying that, like, um, were you expecting to, you know, um, have your career take off like this um, over the last few years compared to when you first started?
1: Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, cause that's everybody's really just,
0: answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like, you know, I think most people just start out doing it for fun and they don't really think about it becoming a career option or something until later. So when, and, and that's why I think it's so cool that people can usually just pick up a microphone and start experimenting because if you don't have the chance to fall in love with it like just for the sake of doing it and for yourself and just having fun at first then I feel like it's much harder to keep that passion later on once you start bringing in the other stuff like okay here's like the business side of things I have to learn oh here's like the 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 petty industry politics you have to deal with you know like once all that other stuff gets introduced you have to make sure you still love doing it at its core but um yeah, no, like, I, I was just doing this for fun, so, like, it wasn't until I started doing more and I started think realizing, like, oh, wait, I actually really want to do this, if not for a living, then at least for just a significant portion of my time, um, that I started thinking maybe I could pursue this more professionally, so, yeah, no, I, I wish I could say I knew right off the get-go, I was like, oh, yeah, I was gonna be an amazing career voice actor, but it's like, nah, I... I mean, I'm still I'm still working on it. So I'll get back to you in a few years, maybe, and see if I got any if I got good, and I'll report back.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep in touch, though. We do have you know our social medias and stuff. So yeah, we'll definitely um just update me <laughs> once you get there. So yeah, I'm just kind of you know the same way. I'm just starting out. I mean, we're all kind of technically considered, and I really don't want to use this, uh, but we're kind of considered to be the babies of the community (laughs) if that um you know uh, i don't know i'm so sorry if we're kind of if we're kind of considered to be the babies of the community we're just still taking our first steps so to speak and um yeah um there's a thing where like um you know fake it till you make it but yeah we're just all kind of on a journey we're all on our own separate paths and nobody is you know better than anybody we're all just doing this because we just love the art and the craft of acting the
1: secret is that I'm 23 years old and I still feel like I'm the baby of whatever I'm doing. So I I could be doing voice acting 40 years later and I'll probably still be like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, just still a baby at this so I feel you very hard on that
0: (laughs) yeah I mean like I just turned 21 and even I'm you know I Mm -hmm. usually also have those feelings of like um oh I'm still starting off. I'm like oh he's still taking okay I you know what would really kind of you know annoy me is if you know I see like you know anybody who tries like I mean I'm not I'm joking this is over exaggerated but what if a professional VA is like oh you're still taking your first steps and I'm like gee thanks (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks a lot I mean so um yeah
1: I mean in this year this year's been interesting because
0: oh it has
1: um well (laughs) for many reasons but um I guess just for me personally it was interesting because I was working in casting for a bit and I was working in a recording studio and from there I I actually got some like in-studio experience doing stuff behind the mic because I'd get to fill in on voices for certain gigs or like, you know, like if they needed extras, I'd be like, yeah, I'll hop in there and do that. And that helped me, I think, really get more confidence behind the microphone. Um, just like when I'm not just recording by myself, like when I'm being directed. Um, and so that was pretty, I I don't know, like, I feel like I experienced a lot of growth this year, which is nice. And the thing is though, is that like when you're doing that though, even if this is your very first time stepping in front of the microphone, You don't want to, like, act like you feel like a baby. You know what I mean? Because it's like, even though, like, I was going in there and feeling like, oh, no, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you don't really want to act like that because you want to instill confidence in the people who are willing to have you on for a project. So I'm I'm trying, like, even though, like, in my heart that I feel the way you're describing where it's like, we're like, oh, no, we're babies. But, like, I try to, I try to at least come across more professional and come across more like, yeah, I know what I'm doing because... I don't know. I feel like I feel like that just helps people have more confidence in you if you can maybe come across as more confident as you feel than you feel, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I understand. I totally get that. So um, I know you talked about some equipment earlier, but um, what have been some of your um, past setups that you've used and what is your current setup that you're using right now for voiceover?
1: yeah so um when i was first starting out i just used i think i mentioned the name of it earlier and again this is the one i'm recording on right now because it wouldn't the other one wouldn't cooperate with discord uh but i used i first used the samson c01u usb microphone which back in the vaa days that was like that was considered a cream of the crop microphone like that was something people were like oh yeah if you have one of these you're like good for online recording and i was like okay okay um and i used that one all the way up until it was either last year or the year before. I think it was all the way up until last year um, that I finally got my AT2035. Um, and now I also got, I, I just this year purchased a voiceover booth um, because it's really noisy around the area where I live sometimes. They have a lot of loud cars that come up and down the street. And I was really struggling to record in my room because I don't have a closet that I can duck into. Um, my roommate has a walk-in closet. So she's been using that to record um, while we've been working and recording from home, um, and she very nicely let me use hers for a while. But I wanted to get my own space so that I wouldn't be mooching off of her equipment so much. So currently, I have a voiceover booth. I have an AT twenty thirty five microphone. I have a Mac Mini that's on the way. That'll be my that will be replacing my ten year old recording laptop, um, and I think that's. I think that's, like, the gist of my equipment right now, um, and I'm hoping I can continue just to record, like, I needed an upgrade, I, I put off getting upgraded equipment for too long, but I just had to say, like, you know what, if you want to work better gigs, you gotta get better equipment, so I, I forced myself to spend the money.
0: Yeah, you should do it, because, um, yeah, it took me a while to, you know, invest in another upgrade, um, so I used a Blue Yeti, which, um, yeah, (laughs) um, that's, that's an interesting topic, um, but, um, I mean, it worked, it worked, pre- it worked, it did me well, it did hit its service pretty well, so I'm, I'm actually using the AT2035 right now with the Focusrite Scarlett Solo, I believe it's 3rd gen, and I have a walk-in closet with clothes and everything because, yeah, the re- pesky bedroom reverbs are just- delightful mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah this is yeah this is the setup that i'm using right now and so far it's working pretty good for the most part um so not really complaining much but yeah, i'm gonna upgrade this closet to make it more fully treated um you know i'm working on the space so it's still a process yeah it's working progress any, a lot of any people have
1: had to switch yeah. over to closets and stuff during covid so you're not alone there
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um I was using a closet before, um, and another closet, but um this one is actually in my room right now with that I'm speaking into. So um yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so far, um, it took me a while to, you know, oh okay. Because this closet is pretty um wide, so you know, there can be a lot of reverb and echo that could be that could bounce off the walls, but so far I've worked around worked around it. So yeah, yeah, if you get
1: some <laughs> if you get some so, um, thick enough they... foam to absorb the frequency like I in general you don't want to do foam if you can just cuz sometimes it's not like thick enough but if you get thick enough foam and like throw a couple of bass traps in the corners that could that could help things um I I, I was trying to research a lot cuz my booth space is very small and apparently when you have a very small space to record in um the main thing you want to watch out for is um well, well, because because you're speaking into a small space, the frequencies will bounce around a lot more than they would in a larger room. And so that's why the smaller the space, the more absorption you need on the walls so that those frequencies won't reflect back at you and cause the boxy sound. So um, I'm sure the clothes help a lot. But yeah, if you get like if you get thick enough foam and stick them on the walls, maybe grab a bass trap or two to put in the corners to catch those um, corner reflections like, you know, you're probably all set.
0: Yeah, the space is very small and kind of a little—not um, say cramped, but it is very small. So yeah, pretty good advice um, that could go for anybody out there listening to this right now. So thank you. Oh, <laughs> I,
1: I for the uh, audio disclaimer, help. please, please consult an audio engineer. This is just yeah. like I, like yeah, don't don't listen to me. This is just like really casual suggestion. Like please check with someone who knows more about audio before doing anything or buying anything because. Um, you know, that's just sort of based on my own research, but there's still so much I don't know about sound, like, at all.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I've been talking with, you know, Audio Technic again, so don't worry, I've got it covered. And I'm supposed uh, yeah, to set sweet. everything all up, you know, soonish, hopefully. But, yeah, it'll be... Fingers crossed. It'll, yeah, it'll be a banger. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. I'm excited crossed for you. Be-
1: it's always cool to get, like, a new space to record, and it's going to be great.
0: I know. Thank you so much. Thanks. I really needed... I actually really needed to hear this, so thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> um... Yeah, here's a fun question. So, of all the characters or roles you have voiced for projects, you've performed in projects, so what have, you, what have personally been your favorite ones you've gave performances to so far? And you can also say, um, like, if you're going back to the stage work, you can also say favorite performances of the characters you did on stage. Yeah, so favorite roles and characters you've done so far.
1: Um... Let's see. Um, (laughs) so, so my actual, um, okay, so there's, there's a character that I voiced for a thing that hasn't come out yet that I can't say anything about, but she's my favorite just because I relate to her so hard, but of the things that have already been out yet, um, I do really like, uh, Cornelia from the Acorn Princess short film. Um, she's... I don't know, just, like, I guess, quick logline of the film is, like, oh, the acorn princess and the flower prince are supposed to get married, but they like other people, and so on the day of the wedding, shenanigans ensue. And I don't That's know, us- I just... I guess I just appreciate that... Like, it's such a short film, so there's not, like, a ton of time for a lot of character development or anything, but, you know, it's... A, it's a, Without giving away too much, it is a story about, like, coming out and about, um, you know things like that and she's just sorry I'm not really articulating very well I just like her I just like her I'll just leave it at that I like her I like her attitude I like how she's both brave and cute I'll just leave it at that because I can't really think of the words I want to use on the spot (laughs) this is why I like voice acting because I get to have my script in front of me usually
0: (laughs) yeah and the premise does sound like a Disney Channel, you know, sitcom, like a TV movie like um a girl and a guy meet up together. They like they have different interests and it turns out, turns out they're seeing other people. What drama <laughs> and chaos will ensue out of this sticky uh, this sticky situation. Find out on <laughs> Disney Channel. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had to do that. <laughs> but anyways, continue.
1: Oh, no, I I was done, don't worry.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, But, yeah, cool, cool. I mean, I was also kind of hesitant on asking this because I'm like, oh, no, what if there's characters that, like, you can't talk about yet? And sure enough, (laughs) well, it hasn't been announced yet. But, yeah, at least you could talk about, you know, the Acorn Princess Project at Cornelia. Um, Yeah, I'll ask you about that in a little bit. But, um, yeah, for voiceover, yeah, voice acting-wise, okay, so this is going to be another tricky one. But um, who are some of your role models or inspirations of V.O.? You can name VAs in the community, even professional VAs in the industry, and, um, yeah, even those you've worked with that you consider to be good friends.
1: Let's see, so, um, uh, Ashley Johnson, who voiced Ellie in The Last of Us, and Tara in Teen Titans, and, like, a bazillion other characters, um, she's one of my favorite, like, her work is some of my favorite ever, um, and she's- one of the big reasons why I really wanted to get into voice acting because I loved her performance of Ellie in The Last of Us and everything um and I feel like she like she has kind of a similar like I don't think we sound alike but I think she she has sort of a similar quality to her voice where her natural voice serves well for younger characters sometimes but she doesn't sound like super high-pitched or squeaky and I, I just love that um, so if I could have any, like, if I could have a career like Ashley Johnson's, if I could be even a smidgen as good as she is, like, I'd be quite pleased with myself. Um, uh, <laughs> and then another one, I just, I love, uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman voice from the animated series and, you know, just all the other iterations of where he's voiced Batman. Like, his, his performance as Batman, um, also really inspired me to get into VO because, um, he brought this like, like, yeah, he's like dark and moody, but he's also like like he's not a complete psychopath, you know, I feel like that's some of what certain iterations of Batman miss about the characters like he still has heart, he's still ha like he's still good in there, and sometimes I feel like people just lean too much onto the darker qualities of the character, and so I just loved that Kevin Conroy really brought that more human feel to him, and also Kevin Conroy was the first guy to um differentiate between Bruce Wayne and Batman voices uh which I thought was pretty iconic he got that from uh I think he was inspired by uh Superman actor Christopher Reeves um but anyway so I Kevin Conroy really inspires me for that reason as well and then like um I don't know if you know Anaris Quinones but uh I've known her for a long time in voice acting and um I think we, whoops, I think we probably got into voice acting around the same time, but, uh, she's been sort of, like, I think, I think I'm actually a little older than her, but she's been sort of like a VO, like, big sister to me in that way, because there was a time when I almost, um, like, I hadn't been doing voice acting for a while, and I, I was kind of thinking of just, like, putting it away for a while back in college, but then she, she actually recommended me for my first ever video game gig, and and so her doing that was what brought me back into voice acting, and that meant the world to me. So um, she sort of, you know, helped me get back in the game, and so I've just sort of been watching her go and just feeling so happy for her with the success that she's achieved, because she's been really killing it lately, and it's just been really cool watching her go from doing a lot of the same kind of gigs I've done and now moving on to anime and, you know, other video games and things like that and I just it's like man Anaris is doing so good and she's such a nice person like I want to be like that so those are probably the three big ones <laughs> from like diff- completely different areas but
0: yeah um I guess if you really want to be biased you could also mention your roommate as well
1: <laughs> oh yeah I mean I love Lizzie but I just I, I feel like like she's my friend and roommate now so I'm like I kind of feel weird like putting her on any kind of pedestal you know like I like, of course, I look up to her in her career, but I'm just like, oh, she's she's my friend. She I I I have dinner and stuff with her. I you know we watch JoJo on Saturdays, like, you know, so.
0: <laughs> which she's in, which, yeah, that must feel. That's that's how we must, started because
1: yeah. we we started watching when Trish was introduced, and then I and then I got really into it from there, so it ended up being really fun.
0: Yeah, it probably must feel like you know pretty. Um, you must feel like pretty proud of just watching a show that your friend is in and then you guys, you two watch it together and listening to her performance and just um, knowing that you're friends with the uh, actress who is in JoJo is like, um, oh, wow. Huh. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> yeah, it feels <laughs> yeah, pretty, it's crazy great. to think and, about. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. But continue.
1: Yeah, it, and that's been one of the weird things is when I was working in casting this past year, it, it was weird being like, oh my gosh, these are all the names of these cool people who have been in this stuff that I've been watching and like playing since childhood and then they just come in casually for their sessions and it's super chill, you know? And, and, like that's, and that's why I don't want to lean too much onto like idolizing people because it's like at the end of the day, people are people. So even though I really admire their work or like their work ethic or their career tra- trajectory, but at the end of the day, I don't want to be weird about it. And that, and that's why even, like, with the case of, like, I, I mentioned Aenerys as someone I look up to, but I also don't want to be, like, like, I don't I don't idolize her, and I don't idolize Ashley Johnson or Kevin Conroy either, because it's like, they're just people, but I just, I really like what they've done with their craft, and I think that's cool, so I try to make sure I keep those separate, just because, you know, because <laughs> fan culture these days is especially dangerous, what with everyone being so much more accessible online, and creators not having as many limitations with their fan base, and so I I try to be very conscious of that when I talk about the people I like, or the people I look up to, and I want to be like, you know, just to be clear, like, I like your work, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be weird about it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally understandable. I mean, there's a lot of VAs that I do look up to. And even, um, you know, some that I've actually interviewed here on the podcast, like, um, you know, Tara, Patrick, Jacob, Clover, and even more mm-hmm. that I have not named or mentioned. Um, oh, and Carrie, yes, I said Caitlin. And so many others that, um, and John out there. And yeah, There's just way too many people for me to even make like, you know, a little spreadsheet of. Those are just some of the <laughs> VAs that I've been fortunate enough to call friends in the community. And yeah. We just look out for each other. That's the best thing. So um yeah, I look up to them and they're my friends and I we just don't put each other up on pedestals like that because that would just be kind of, well, awkward <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know, that, that that kind of thing can make me really uncomfortable when people do it. So that's why I, I especially want to be conscious like yeah, I don't know. I won't go into it. Um but you know, it's just it's just something to be mindful of when you interact with anybody, not even just in VO, so
0: Yeah. So for animation, was it also something that you considered about getting into at some point?
1: Uh, yes, because <laughs> part of why I like VO so much is like, oh, I love animation. I love these movies and these shows. I want to be in them. I want to be involved with them. Um, So that's also something I knew I wanted to do, but I'm not a great artist. Like I, like I enjoy drawing a lot, but I am not really good at it. I have not really tried to become good at it. I have no desire to train and become good at it. So it's like, oh, wait, how can I become involved in animation if I can't draw? And then I realized that there's a lot of other roles in animation, like production, production management, development, um, coordinating, um, things like that that don't involve actually having artistic skills. And so, excuse me, back in college, I got an internship with a local um, TV, like, production station. Uh, they It was actually with, uh, I think... It used to be called WGBH. I think they just call it GBH now. Um, And that's where they produced, like, Arthur and Pinkalicious and a lot of these preschool shows. Um, And I got... I had, like, an internship there that I did during the semester. And from there, I got more experience until finally I interned at Blue Sky Studios last summer, which did, like, the Ice Age films and um, Epic and um, some of those. And um, when I did that, like, I knew that I, I really wanted to work in animation if I could, so, um, and I wanted to work on the more, you know, the more, like, manage- management side of things, not so much the artistic side, like, I love the art stuff, but my skills lie more in the other areas, so, um, so, yeah, it's been a long road, but it's, like, now I'm doing production work at Netflix, and I love it, so, I mean, I I'm still learning a lot, but I hope that I don't know, I'm just really excited about it, and I'm not articulating well, so sorry about that.
0: Yeah, so what is it about animation that seems to really attract you so much, that, you know, you fell in love, that made you really fall in love with it?
1: Hmm, I guess I just, I find it way more immersive in some ways than live action, if that makes sense. And I know that's a huge generalization to make, because live action covers such a broad spectrum of the times, types of films and works that are out there, so... I'm just I'm fully acknowledging that now but just with the animation like like I love that like if you see a magic teddy bear come to life in animation like it looks like it's part of the environment it looks like it's moving the way in tandem with the world around it It, like it looks like it's part of that world and like it's come alive within that versus in live action if they do that if, if that magic teddy whoops if that magic teddy bear is supposed to come to life you know they might use cg or something and you know Computer graphics and special effects have come so far, so I'm not I'm not knocking on that at all because um, it's incredible what they can do with all that now. But um, to me, it just like I can still tell though. I'm like, oh, I can still tell that was that's fake. I can still tell that this was just sort of edited in there later. Like to me, it just it just doesn't look like it's part of the world, and that loses some of the magic for me. So I feel like an animation when you have this entire world that's like already drawn a particular way and then you're making things happen within it, there's more plausibility within that versus, like, in live action, it kind of just feels like they're editing stuff in there. Um, so it loses a little bit of the magic for me, personally. Um, so that's why I like animation.
0: <laughs> Honestly, the answer, my answer is about the same as yours. I could go into a long, like, you know, story of how, like, you know, why animation is such a creative, and it's an art form, and it's... uh should be respected as art in general Mm -hmm. um there's a reason why for that i mean we have influential figures like walt disney and everybody else like chuck jones tex avery like bob clampett and all of these other great um old age um animators and artists and what we have now for like the big disney features and so many great work from tv and shows and movies but yeah that's a whole entire that's a long story but anyways (laughs) um I just want to move on to the next question here yeah I could go on all day about animation but unfortunately (laughs) we don't have the time um so um yeah have you considered about uh, I don't know probably moving transitioning more into directing or creating your own projects
1: into what was that sorry
0: into creating your own projects like animated Mm -hmm. projects or projects of your own that you want to personally create and direct and such like making I mean, your own show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean like I would adore that, but that doing something like that feels like it would be so far into the future if ever. It's kind of hard to picture right now. Um and a lot of the times the people who run the shows have often been on the creative side of things themselves, so often they're like, oh, they're like storyboard artists or character designers or environment designers who like moved up and learned so much about storytelling and what goes into making a film. I feel like so I feel like Like, I'm sure it's not impossible, but I feel like when you're kind of doing the, uh, you know, the management side of stuff, it's a little bit harder to transition into being a director or showrunner just because you don't have that same creative experience um, in the trenches the way a lot of other um, directors and stuff might. So, I don't know, like, I like making things on my own. Like, I made a couple little short films in college as part of my classes and stuff, um, and I'd like to continue doing that, but... um, you know, other, otherwise, right now, most of my most of my non VO creative energy goes into my Dungeons and Dragons campaigns. So, and I don't plan on monetizing those anytime soon. So, for now, I don't really see it happening. But I have a lot of stories I'd like to tell, either like as novels or, um, you know, some other some other kind of thing I can maybe do on my own instead of heading like as a, as a big show or movie.
0: Yeah, have you also considered getting more into well, singing? singing yeah
1: um I mean I do like singing I just I haven't been doing it much just because my space my uh you know voice acting space hasn't really been set up and so when I was recording I was trying to focus more on auditions and and gigs for that
0: yeah Um, I'd like
1: I'd like to get back into covers more if I can um but you know I'm not like a I'm not a trained vocalist or anything so that's just a hobby for me um I mean like like maybe someday I'd pursue getting vocal training when I when I can like afford it and so I can actually you know incorporate singing as part of my voiceover repertoire as it were but like um but you know right now like I mean I'll, when, I, when my new computer gets here I'll see if I get more into music projects because I do enjoy singing and it's fun even if I'm only like okay at it
0: <laughs> yeah and since you mentioned D&D how did you get into that little creative outlet as it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that was from back in college, because you know you're trying to find groups of people to hang out with, or you're trying to find the clubs you want to join, and the uh, science fiction association on campus. Um, it's it was called the sci-fi, you know, the science fiction association, but it was sort of the just like collective nerd club, essentially. And so they were running D and D campaigns, and so I just signed up for one, and I I kind of just went from there, and now I'm in like three campaigns with my college friends and we're we've been doing a lot of that over discord right now because well one we live apart anyway but then also because of pandemic um and that's one of the things kind of getting me through this year is just having that time to hang out with them and not think about any animation or voiceover related stuff and to just have fun um so so you know D for me is very much a hobby I just enjoy on its own and don't really want to try and monetize in any way so it's it's been great for me that way
0: yeah, and um, would you say that um, it helps you to allow the creative storytelling to flow? Um, to you know, if you're wanting to be a writer, does it help you get that um, creative storytelling? F- you know, just um, create ideas in your mind as you uh, as you're playing D and
1: D. Um. Y- yeah, I mean, one of the things I love about D and D is that it is like collaborative storytelling, right? Because every person playing a character and then like the dm is sort of just having things happen and you have to figure out how to navigate through it um so in that yeah like i i definitely think D D is great for that like i don't know if you have watched or listened to like critical role or the adventure zone i was just about some... to execute
0: that i was just gonna get to that i mean it, it could really also help you get into character i feel like i probably should have rephrased it like that my question for oh that. yeah yeah i mean Immerse into I mean, the character. D- D&D,
1: yeah. or, like, do you mean, like, do you mean has V.O. helped me get into character for D&D, or do you mean has D&D helped me get into character for V.O.?
0: Like, D&D, it could be either or, really, like, to help you immerse yourself into the characters more um, for performing. Yeah. I mean,
1: I do think I get more into the role play with D&D because I do voice acting, Um, so that aspect is about it is fun. But um, otherwise, I'd, I'd say my love of D&D doesn't, influence my voice acting too much just because um like y- you know they I, I just kind of like I don't keep them separate but it's like I guess it's just because I'm not playing the same characters in my campaigns as I am behind the microphone um you know it, it doesn't really influence that so much I don't think but certainly having voice acting experience helps me get more in character for D&D um and that leads to some really fun stuff in the games.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And funny how you mentioned Critical Role. So um, do you consider to be like, um, have you been watching it? or do you consider to be like a fan of watching? You know, that um, the show that I, everybody tells me that is really great. It's amazing. You should watch it. But I unfortunately have not gotten the taking the time. Uh, I haven't really had the time to sit down and watch an episode of. But yeah. How do you? Yeah. Critical Role. Well, You're done the, the show? Yeah.
1: I'm a very uh, casual fan of Critical Role because... The episodes are very long. I don't like because they're they're full D and D sessions, and sessions usually can be anywhere between three and four hours long. So I think a lot of people listen to Critical Role like while they're commuting to work, or if they're like drawing or something. Like you know, it's like a lot of people listen or watch it in the background of what they're already doing. So if you don't already have that time to set aside, um, it, it is it can be a struggle to get into simply because it's a lot of content. Um, And so for that reason, I'd say I'm I'm just a a casual fan of it. I really like the characters. Um, I like a lot of the the moments that emerge um, at the table just because they're all such good actors and improvisers. And so and they know their characters very well. So I think that leads to some really excellent like it like it kind of combines the the best of both voice acting and like theater, for example, because it's like, oh, there are these really talented voice actors, but they, they're getting to play off of each other in the moment like you get to do in theater. So, so I love that aspect of it, but I just don't have time to, to watch through all of it. So usually I'll end up like reading through summaries or the wiki and like watching highlights in certain moments I like, but, um, but I'm not super up to date on the plot or anything. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just a very casual fan who likes watching bits and pieces of it, but you know, I'm not like a huge super fan or anything. Like, like it, it brings me joy, and someday I would love to get into it more, just it'll have to be when I have more time.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, um, you can, are there any, like, news regarding for, you know, the campaigns that you're doing right now? Any news for the foreseeable future?
1: Sorry, what was that?
0: Any foreseeable, like, you know, any future plans for your own D&D campaigns that we can, you can <laughs> at least talk about um, right now?
1: Like... I mean, I guess I'm not really sure what you mean by future plans. Like, I'm just, I'm just playing with my college friends. Yeah, really. D so, like, we're like just it, sort of you're in... just,
0: you know, continuing like... it for right now. Yeah, and just see where it kind of goes, pretty much, <laughs> and just see where it takes off. It's kind oh, of. Oh, like I'm sorry. you you're,
1: you're ta- like it. You were talking really low just then, and I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, like it's just kind of like we'll just see where it goes, type of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like like, we're not going to record it or anything, like, we're not going to make our own critical role, um, if that, if that's what you're going at, um, like, we're, I mean, it's, for us, for me, it's mainly just a way to keep in touch with my, my best friends from college, who I am very far from, and probably not see for a while, because of the pandemic, so for me, it's, like, it's just, like, social time with them, we, uh, one of my campaigns is very serious, and, like, plot-driven, and that one's a lot of fun, and then my other one's just more, like, goofy, it's just half, halfway in character halfway us just having fun at the table so um it's it's really for me just more about you know playing with my friends and having a good time um but not really relating it to work in any way
0: yeah okay so um can you list some ways you look um any tips that you want to give for people out there when it comes to taking direction and applying it into audition slash roles
1: I'm really sorry. Could you repeat the question? It was a little bit hard to hear.
0: Oh, sorry. Um, any tips for taking direction for VO?
1: Um, for taking direction, yeah. Um, just like I guess. I mean, my biggest tip is because when I get nervous, and and even just in everyday life, I talk really fast. So, and and like I want to just jump to a. Me- and I think it's because it's like, oh, my brain's thinking. I want to just get through this. I want to get through through the nervous part and just get it done. Um, but the important thing about taking direction is taking a moment to absorb what they're saying and think about how you can apply it to the next read. So, um, you know, just don't rush through it, I guess, is my best advice. Um, you know, if you're taking direction, you know, think about how you said the line before, think about what they're saying now, and think about how you can apply that in a way that'll make it sound a little different. Um, and, you know, don't don't rush through it, just try and absorb what they're saying.
0: Yeah. And I don't, can also, don't, yeah. Don't be I like w- me, basically. <laughs> yeah. So like, I was also going to ask like tips on overcoming performance anxiety, like when you're performing, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, there was a session I was in, like, cause it was my first session for like an in-studio thing that wasn't just me like filling in for additional voices for anything. And I was, you know, really nervous. Cause I was like, Oh no, I don't want to botch this. Um, and you know, initially I was reading everything a little bit too quickly, I think because I had some of that nervous energy in there, but once I just was like, okay, I just take a second to like breathe and actually think about what he's saying. It went so much smoother from there. Um, and then I wasn't as nervous anymore. Cause I was just enjoying it and having fun and actually thinking about what I was saying and not just me being nervous. So um, hopefully that helps someone else. Um, I know I st- I'm still very new in a lot of ways, so I still have a lot to work on. So I'm sure there's a lot more someone could say about taking direction, but I have to figure that out for myself, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, so how do you usually, um, you know, when you're recording in front of the microphone, do you sit or do you stand up when you're performing?
1: Um, I stand, if at all possible, just because I yes. feel like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and some people can record while sitting just fine, and, like, depending on the character, I can get away with that. But for me, it's, like, when I stand up, it's, like, I can move my shoulders back. I feel like I'm bringing more air in. I'm, like, being more expressive. I can, like, move my arms around better. Like, you know, it just, standing helps me more personally.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, are there any plans for the future you want to discuss? Like, any upcoming projects or other work we can look forward to? We can look forward to, I can talk, my brain, I can English right now. But anyways, yeah, any plans for the future? No
1: worries. Um, I mean, nothing I really can talk about at the moment, just because, man, it kind of sucks, because it's like, oh, I want to tell you about a thing I recorded. Oh, I want to tell you about the movie we're making at Netflix, but I can't. Um, but instead, like, I mean, I'm just going to keep working on auditioning, because a lot of this year was spent with me just trying to get through it like everyone else has been and you know i i'm only just now getting my recording space to where i want it to be so i'm gonna just focus on moving forward and getting getting my groove back and recording as much as i can and we'll see where it goes um i gotta get i gotta get good i gotta get my my skills back because i've been kind of rusty i feel like from not being able to record as often so i gotta gotta step up my game
0: yeah you you gotta get good
1: (laughs) I gotta get, to get good!
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta get good, yeah. I gotta get good, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, your favorite just anything. Like, what's your favorite? Anime, shows, movies, games, books? It could be your favorite things. And who are your favorite characters oh, just... from Sad Media?
1: Oh, gosh, favorite, like, anythings? Um,
0: And so... favorite characters, too.
1: <laughs> well, I love Ellie from The Last of Us. She's one of my favorite characters of all time, ever. I love Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. She's amazing, uh, whether she's Oracle or Batgirl. Um, favorite anime is probably Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because it's closer to the manga. The original is enjoyable too, but I far prefer. Well, if I have to pick anything, like if I of, of Full Metal Alchemist, I'm gonna pick the manga first, then Brotherhood, then 2003. You um, have good taste. Cowboy is also really amazing. Um, I just watched oh, Great, Great Pretender taste. on Netflix. The I really enjoyed Great Pretender, so that that's pretty high up there on my list now of, of favorites. Um, and Pokemon is just probably my favorite video game franchise ever. It's 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 like I think some people don't like how a lot of the features stay the same. I kind of like the consistency. so because it, it just feels like coming home every time I'm playing a Pokemon game because it's like, oh yeah, I know what this is. Um, so I adore Pokemon. I would die to be in Pokemon anything. like if I'm ever in Pokemon anything, assume that i like sold my soul or something to get it so (laughs) um yeah those are just a few of my favorite stuff i guess
0: i mean it could happen you just gotta you really need to you know trust in your gut heart whatever and just you gotta believe yeah that type of thing (laughs) i'll do my best (laughs) yes um favorite anime bone metal alchemist cowboy bebop and yeah you've got some pretty good taste i see that you're a a woman with co- you're, so you're a woman in culture <laughs> however that meme well, goes Why? thank you but i yeah. try <laughs> yeah and also my hero academia which is it's it's dope that's oh, all I'm say i actually
1: about. haven't really watched my hero academia i i've seen clips of it but i haven't watched it all the way through but it looks really good
0: Season one is just a really great start. Um, I will say that, like, um, My Hero, Hero Academia definitely started with the first season. You won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, really great show. I love season one. I have a really big catching up with, you know, from onwards, like, two, three, four, I think fifth season now. But, yeah, it's a really good show. That's all I'll say about it. So, yeah, next question, fun facts slash trivia about yourself you would like to share.
1: Um, sorry, did you just ask, like, what fun facts or trivia I'd like to share?
0: Yeah, fun facts or any trivia that you, like, like may want to share uh, with the audience. I don't, yeah.
1: hmm, I don't know if I really have much, uh, I'm kind of boring. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I already mentioned I grew up on a farm, that's usually one of my go-to, like, fun facts that I tell people, like, oh yeah, we had cows, we had llamas, we had goats, like, telling them stuff like that usually gets some get some people being like what so that's usually my go-to fun fact um i don't think yeah sorry i don't really have much else right now it's been a long day so i'm kind of like oh my brain power is winding down
0: (laughs) yeah no worry that's totally fine and um how would you say that social media has helped you and has helped you know the VA community with like when it comes to marketing self-promoting and getting you know um working hard at getting their of just getting your name out there, how has social media has really helped pave the way for artists to really um, make a name of themselves, so to speak, and gain oh, well, some recognition. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, social media is like that's one of the main ways I network with people for sure. Um, you know, that's how I've met so many other people in voice acting. Um, remote and local. Um, you know, b- back when I worked in casting, we'd use it to put out casting calls for things that could be remote and find some new talent. You know, that's where a lot of indie casting calls are posted. Um, so for me, it's been basically the foundation of me finding work. So it's extremely important to me. Um, Twitter can be kind of draining sometimes, just given that, uh, you know, sometimes there, are, there's, you know, you get a lot of, like... Um, you know, there's a lot of bad news that gets posted on Twitter. There's a lot of, um, mean people (laughs) on Twitter, but, um, without it, I certainly wouldn't have been able to find as many gigs as, or meet as many people as I've been able to without it. So, um, so I'd say social media is like the very foundation of how I got into voice acting stuff at all. So extremely important. It's extremely important.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, what are the pros and cons of using social media?
1: Uh, Well, the pros is that you can find some nice people who can be your friends and help you out. And then the cons are that you can also find some not nice people who are very mean and will make you have a bad time. So um, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. Um, I'd also say especially like it's weird because we live in an age now where both the best and worst news is just a click away and it it didn't used to be like that you know like we used to wait and like get all the news at once in like an evening news report or just whenever we tuned into the radio but I think now it kind of feels like there's like a lot of bad news that's just constantly weighing on us and oppressing us all the time and it can be hard I think um mentally to try and reconcile like you know, all, it's like, oh, oh, gosh, I'm seeing some, like, horrible political thing that happened. And then you scroll a little bit and then someone's posting, like, a cute picture of their cat. And it's like, I think that mental whiplash can be very exhausting and very emotionally draining. And I think that um, that's something that isn't really acknowledged as much on Twitter, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, and then, of course, trying to do career stuff on top of all that feels really weird. when it's like, hmm, I am tweeting about my voice acting thing. But also there's this other really important thing happening and I feel like I should devote attention to that. I don't know. So I think I think being pulled in all those different directions is something to be mindful of and you know if it's if it's tiring you out or if you're feeling stressed out from it just like take a break, you know, log it off, delete the app for a couple days, just like let yourself have that time cuz otherwise you it's very easy to get burnt out and tired and upset and scared. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, um, when it comes to, you know, the negativity and, you know, the toxic toxicity within, you know, on social media or just really in the, in the voiceover community, um, when it comes to drama, um, what are your views on it? Unless if you're personally involved, like say, I don't know if it's something that involves a friend or yeah. What are your views on, you know, drama over the internet as such?
1: Wait, sorry. it, It cut out a little bit. Did you say what are my opinions on like voice actor drama?
0: Well, just drama over the internet in general.
1: Oh, I mean, like, I mean, every kind of community has its drama, right? Like, so, um, I think, <laughs> I think there's actually even a subreddit devoted to this. It's called um, r slash hobby drama, and it's just people talking about all the the drama that goes down in their individual hobby spaces. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone likes it. Like, I guess it's it's good when someone who is maybe been doing a bad thing or hurting someone is revealed but also I feel like a lot of it is made way too public sometimes and I feel like there's a lot of like if there's ever a situation where someone was being hurt or harassed somehow I sometimes feel like their feelings aren't really taken into consideration because oftentimes people will just immediately try and expose like the bad person which is great except that then that means like the victims are suddenly also out there in the public and I don't really I basically I just feel like it's way too messily handled most of the time and so I just I usually stay out of it I don't hear about much of it um because I, I like the friends I've made in voice acting but overall I have my other non-industry non-voice acting friend groups too and I I think that kind of helps people stay grounded so um I I mean I just feel like that's such a broad topic there's so much you could say about it um so I don't really know what else I can add to that, but just like, you know, you just gotta take news as it comes and use your best judgment when figuring out how to handle it on your end. But otherwise, you know, drama of any kind is just, that's just so broad that can involve so many different kinds of situations.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing much else to really say about that, but I agree. <laughs> agreed. Sorry, so, I-, I can't hear you. I said I Agreed.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah, that's just it. So, um, how was your ex- how was your experience of working on the Acorn Princess, you know, with the team and yeah, overall experience, yeah, of being a part of that big project.
1: Um, it was really fun. Um, cuz it's it's a college, it was a student um, it was a student film project, which I love. Um, I really love animated student films um from these art schools. So, um, yeah, they were very easy to work with. They had a lot of you know, they, they already had the script and the storyboards and everything all ready before they even found the voices, which is like, yes, that's what you should do. You should have it all sorted out before you need the voices ready. Um, and then, you know, it was it was pretty straightforward, just recorded it and sent it in. And I think just the fact of making the process really easy made it a really nice experience because sometimes it can be difficult when Folks aren't as organized and don't really know as much what they want. So you have to keep coming back with takes. Um, So it was really nice that they were already so professional about it. Um, And what was also really nice is that they made a little, uh, they had, they had made zines for their uh, short films at the college. And so they sent me one and a poster and some stickers of the characters, which is really cute. And I have them up in my room. So um, all in all, it just felt, it was just nice because it's this group of really passionate, talented creators who came together and made this thing during the middle of a semester when they're already busy with other stuff um, and made this project that was really heartfelt and meant a lot to me and I think brought a lot of people a lot of joy. And I think that's, you know, the most you can hope for with any kind of project. So um, yeah, it was just really great overall and I look back on it fondly and I love, I love revisiting the movie sometimes cause I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, what was it about the whole experience that really stood out to you? What did you really, um, I guess, learn or really get the most out of working with these guys for the short film?
1: Um, I mean, I really loved the art style of the film. Um, it, w- it was kind of different from a lot of things I'd seen before because they use a lot of like, they use an interesting combination of like both the straight lines and the curved ones. So, so like the di- designs look kind of flat but then it looks like it's intentional that way, almost like a, like an old storybook or something. Um, so I, that part I really loved and that really stood out to me when I was looking to audition because I was like, oh yeah, like it, you know, this is really cool. And I love the art style in this. I kind of want to see what it's about. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I, I will mm-hmm. probably have to head out pretty soon. I already ended up staying a bit later than I meant to just because I know we got a late start. Yeah. Um. So just you know. So um. I can probably do a couple more questions, but I will have to head out soon. Cause.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a problem. Yeah. So um. I know that voice actors say that like um voice actors aren't their characters, but um are there any similarities or like what is it that you connected to with your character from the Unicorn Princess or any most of the other characters you've you know portrayed so far. Um... That you've really related to the most with your own.
1: Well, there was, there was a different short film I voiced in called Stella and it's about this, um, she's like one of these sort of mascot singers and she has a lot of popularity and fame, but she hasn't gotten to really sing her song and her music that she wants to make. And she, it's sort of about her, like finding the courage to like put aside the other stuff, other aspects of her career so that she can go forth and like do the thing she wants to make and be the person she wants to be um and I think that's and like so I related to that a lot just because it's like you know before I started working in entertainment industry full-time it was something I was really struggling with because you know you hear all the time like oh the arts are not a stable career oh the arts you're gonna you're starving artists and there's There's very good reason to to caution people against it because, um, you know, voice acting especially is not a very stable career for a lot of people. But, you know, when I was in college and when I voiced her, that was kind of like when I was facing that same struggle where it's like, oh, I know what I want to do. I know the direction I want to go in, but I'm sort of afraid to take that plunge. So um, for me, that character, even though it was a short film, she only had like a couple lines out of the whole thing. Most of it was just visual. But just, like, watching that and, like, feeling that when I was doing the voice work and watching the film later, like, that really resonated with me. Um, And so it's a project that I really appreciate.
0: Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you can explain to us about how you actually got the internship, how you got it. I mean, you've already explained how you got it to Blue Sky Studios. But um, how did you actually get it to Netflix Animation?
1: Um... I applied. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, I mean and that's what happened with Blue Sky too is I had applied and then got into their internship program. Uh with Netflix specifically though, I had been referred by a friend of mine who they had approached for storyboard work. Um but or no, I'm sorry. They approached her for uh, production assistant work and she wants to be a storyboard artist. So she's like, "Well, I, you know, I'm looking for other kinds of gigs, but my friend Madeline here is interested in production work and they were like, "Oh, I see. Um and that was actually way back in January 2019. Like that was um you know, that was way back when and so I interviewed and I didn't get the job and I was like, "Okay, they hate me forever. I guess I'll just go. Uh, guess I'll die." No. Um but then they reached out to me again this past summer and we're like, "Hey, we're, you know, looking to staff again. We wanted to interview you for this position." And I was like, "Whoa, okay, cool." Um and this time I interviewed for it and got it. So and I, and I had been applying to Netflix up, up until that point, but I'm sure it wasn't until my friend referred me that I really got, that really pushed me over the edge to get in. So, um, I wish, I wish there was a more exciting story to it, but that's often the kind of thing that happens, um, is, you know, a lot of shows get staffed and stuff based on referral or people who are already working in and around the studio, um, who they can roll over onto the next project. So I feel like that's a pretty standard story, um. for for this kind of thing. So, sorry, it's not very exciting.
0: No, no problem. So, since we are unfortunately dealing with the pandemic right now, it sucks. But, um, what usually keeps you occupied and busy during these times? I mean, you already mentioned D&D, but anything, like, with voiceover, are there any other stuff that, um, you know... That usually keeps you in a best positive mind space uh, and a mindset <laughs> during all of this shen- these shenanigans in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, so, you know, voiceover, like I mentioned before, Dungeons & Dragons, because that, that does take up a lot of time out of the week. And then I've just been hanging out, like, in voice chat with people. Um, unfortunately, I haven't gotten to get to know as many of the people... Um, Around here as well as I'd like, but certainly some of my older friends um, from back in college and things like that, I've been staying in touch with. And even when we're not playing D and D, we might, you know, play video games or just hang out in voice chat. And having that, having those connections and having that company that's completely separate from any kind of industry work, I think is really important too, because that way you can just fully get your mind off of work and not think, you know, because when you're when you're with in a room with a bunch of voice actors, like it's great, it's a good time, but inevitably work will be brought up. And it's, and sometimes I think it's just important to, you know, keep yourself grounded, remind yourself that the world is not all about voice acting, the world is not all about animation, um, here's some other people who are doing some other cool things, and you can just hang out with them for a bit and not sweat about, like, networking and things like that. So, um, having that company throughout the pandemic has been really important, and that's kind of been what's occupying a lot of my time, is just, like, you know, hanging out with them on Discord and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would have asked you what are the challenges and favorite parts of doing what you love doing, but I think you kind of answered much of that earlier. So yeah. <laughs> I'll just kind of leave this. Question. Oh good. Yeah. So, um, but how do you balance out or juggle in between, you know, your real personal life and going for like with voiceover and much of what you do, um, for your career. How do you juggle?
1: <laughs> <laughs> how do I juggle it? Um, I don't. Um <laughs> I yeah, like I mean, as soon as my, my better recording computer comes in, you know, I'll record stuff in the evenings when I can, but already I had to, um, well, I've been working from home at Netflix right now, which has made it a lot easier. So I had to do a couple of sessions during the day. Um, but thankfully the work was, they understood and I was able to do that. Um, so it's it's like, I don't know. I wish I could say I had any big strategies for juggling everything, but I don't, I just do things when I have time for them. Um, and so even now, after I get off the call with you, I have other stuff I have to work on in the evening, because I'm getting a new bed tomorrow, so I have to, like, get the old one moved out and stuff, so that's what I'm, you know, there's just a lot of other things I'm working on. Um, so it's just, I just take it one step of one step at a time, try to put things where they'll fit, and hope for the best.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, um, very, very, very busy schedule. Um, yeah, it just seems like, um, it just never ends in this, um, world, don't it? But, yeah, it's good to keep yourself busy and occupied still. So, yeah, I guess to each their own, I guess. So, um, what would you say would be your ultimate dream goal in your life? Any dream gigs, dream, um, shows you want to be in? Yeah, just any dreams that you want to accomplish later in your life.
1: Oh, geez I mean... Pokemon is a big one. I think I brought that up before, but um, truly like just being even a small part of the Pokemon franchise in any way would mean so much to me. Um, so being involved in that would be amazing. I'd love to, I'd love to be in the Naughty Dog game. Um, I know I've mentioned The Last of Us a couple times, but I like a lot of their games. Um, I just think the storytelling is really great. Um, and I just, uh, I just love the performances and I would just love to be a part of that at some point. Um, and then maybe I'd love to be in, like, a, like, you know, like, Jackbox games. I'd love to be in, like, a big party game like that.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, just something people play with friends and have fun with. Like, I'd love to be, I'd love to be in that. I wouldn't even have to be credited. I could just be like, yeah, that's me, and, like, know that I'm part of this thing that's making people happy. So that would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. All right, five minutes left, so let's do this. So, any advice you want to give to anyone out there who have similar passions or aspirations to do what you're doing?
1: Um, my best advice is to just do it. (laughs) Because if, you know, like, like not to sound like Shia LaBeouf, but like, yeah, like, just do it because...
0: Just do it! (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like you know, so much time is going to pass you by if you just sit there thinking about it and that's time wasted. And I mean, like, okay, it's not a waste of time if you're just like purposely taking time to relax or like do other things. But it's like, you know, if you're thinking about getting into doing something like voice acting or animating or anything, you have to put in the work in it to become good at it. So like the best time to start is today. So, um, you know, if, if anyone's thinking about wanting to do voice acting or wanting to draw, Like, you know, either find a microphone, pick up a pencil and just like start having fun with it and find that initial spark that is what drove a lot of people in the beginning, like on the old days of voice acting alliance and things like that. Because once you have that, that is going to be what will propel you to eventually do more and more and, and possibly make a career out of it, possibly not. But the important thing is you'll have something that you enjoy doing and I think that's what matters most at the end of the day. Um, it's just that you're having fun with it because it would kind of suck if you got into voice acting and then you realized, dang, I don't actually like this anymore. Hmm. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you are there any advice that you would kind of I also ask this uh, also am starting to ask this to my guests. But um, what would be the biggest thing that you want to teach to your younger self before setting your path into your um, creative endeavors in life?
1: Like, sorry, did you ask what I'd like to say to my younger self? Yeah. Um, I'd like to tell my younger self that it's not as out of reach as you think. Um, because that was a big point of anxiety for me was that I was like, well, I need to try and do this because this is, you know, my passion. This is what I want to do. But I'm so terrified of pursuing this also because what if it doesn't work out? So I'd want to just tell my younger self like it'll be fine, just go for it, quit being a baby. <laughs> um, you know, just because I'd love to I'd love to have put myself at ease cuz that would have soothed a lot of my anxieties about pursuing any all this kind of work and stuff.
0: Yeah, you have to beat that big tough mama.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to be like, "Listen, kid, you'll be fine. Just do the things so you can actually, you know, get into voice acting and get into get the internships you need to build up that experience. Um, But nothing's going to happen if you just worry about it. You have to just do it, so.
0: Don't worry about tomorrow, for today brings us enough trouble as it is, my dear child. (laughs) Uh, yeah. A wise old sensei once told, shared that little nugget of information to me, which, yeah, I still think it holds true to this very day. Yep. So, um... Okay, so you can self-promote, or you could just plug in anything. Like you could just p- promote your social media platforms, or anything else you want to promote. Yeah, since we are definitely approaching the end of this, so yeah, so- social media hey, I- plugins, other promotions. Yeah, do your thing.
1: I'm so
0: uh, yeah. I'm promote- so sorry.
1: It was a little bit hard. To- it was a little bit hard to hear you, but I thought I heard you say I could plug my social media. And who am yeah. I to deny that opportunity? Um, yeah, promote your so- social media. Yeah, so I mean, my Twitter is Madeline just at Madeline Darrow. So that's M A D E, L I N E D O R R O H. It's it's just my name, very creative. Yeah, so feel free to follow me there. Uh, you know, I I don't think I post very interesting content. Uh, you get you get winning tweets like me talking about my Neopets riches and uh the the weather outside and like cats so you know if if you want some of that award-winning content feel free to follow me there but um yeah that's that's all i got for now
0: okay so any last words you would like to say for everybody out there before we officially conclude this podcast
1: um no just thank you for having me and good luck to anyone out there who's you know, thinking of getting into voice acting, it's really fun. I highly recommend it. Do it. Get into it. Enjoy it. That's all I got.
0: <laughs> mhm. Or yeah, there's my biggest piece of advice. Um, I'm just going to do this right now. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> Bingo, there you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. And um, since we are definitely – this is the very end of this podcast interview, so thank you very much for listening. And my social media is t- MysticIRJ, Twitter, CCC. Other social media will be posted, um, links to projects that I'm going to be in or any updates. Um, yeah, just um, – Hit me up, follow me, whichever. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say, but thank you for watching. Thank you, Madeline, for jo- stopping by tonight. And yeah, I'll definitely talk to you guys next time. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, wear a mask, vote, vote, vote like your life depends Please on vote. it. And Please yeah, vote. And yeah. um, um, Have a good night, everybody, and I'll see you all next time. So until then, good night, everybody. Take care and toodaloo. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: Whee!